Welcome back to Hug Your People. This is Kevin. This is episode 16. We're going to talk about some secret battles today. Some battles that are going on that um, not everybody can see. In fact, most people can't see and how it's impacting uh, parents, how it's impacting families, and how it's impacting kids. This is episode 16 of Hug Your People. Secret battles. I think it's so important just... uh, not only in what my family's going through, but just in general, mental health in, in the world is, is a real big challenge. And I just, I'm not an expert. I'm not certainly not a doctor or therapist, but I think it all comes back to secret battles and <clears throat> being okay with sharing more of yourself when you need help. And I see that a lot in the people that um, are going through similar things to my family and living in Ronald McDonald House. You know, you, you're just around people that are going through stuff. Some some of them are going through a lot worse stuff than my family is. And um, I think the, the celebration when you turn a corner in this thing community-wide is is amazing, but so is the support when you see someone and they're, they're like, yeah, I'm not doing too good today. Um, and from where I sit, you know, the secret battles that we, we often face uh, come from fear a lot of times and pride or ego a lot of times. Um, and I, I think those are the two logical places to start when we talk about secret battles. You know, when we got into this, you know, my, I'm, I'm not accustomed to asking for help um, in any capacity, really. And I think that's that's a condition of upbringing for most men. And um, I just think that, that that is, it's an old school train of thought. And it's certainly not a healthy train of thought. And it's certainly not something that I'm going to um, try to carry on into my son. But it is, it, is very, it is very real when you, you talk about the, the way that we're conditioned to be brought up. And I think that is as relevant in men as body image and things like that are relevant in women. Uh, it's just something that's part of um, how, you, how you're brought up in society, not, not even by your parents, but in society. <clears throat> and so I think asking for help is, has been a real big challenge for a lot of the dads that I see. It can be a challenge for a lot of the moms, too. I just I, I associate with the dads because obviously I'm male and a dad and I, I know it's my own struggle in that way. And so the secret battle is, you know, how do you get comfortable asking for help? How do you get comfortable talking about things you're not being perfect in? How do you get comfortable um, just being vulnerable and being transparent and kind of being authentic? You know, like cancer scares the shit out of me. Uh, and I still have moments where I question whether my son's going to die or not um and that's a man that's those thoughts you try to keep them at bay but there's just no way to there's no way to stop thinking about things and anytime you go somewhere even to a movie you have to you consider the worst case scenario you know it's like what is the worst case scenario what if this was the place that my son got pneumonia (laughs) or or one of the one of the contributing factors we went to see a movie and Two days later, my son has you know, like you just think about stuff like that, and that's not it's not necessarily healthy, but it's also not necessarily unavoidable either. And so there's a secret battle going on there that I don't need to bring up every little thing I think or every little thing I feel um, because most of it I can handle on my own, and I mean that legitimately. Um, like I'm not going to not go see a movie because I'm scared about what might happen. I'm going to talk myself around and I know that I'm strong enough. I know the exercises, how I do it for a living. 
and to start thinking a different way and, and start making sure that I'm approaching my feelings with facts in that regard. And then there are other things that, you know, I just, I can't stop thinking and I, I do need help with. And that's why I have coaches and that's why I have uh, my wife and I talk and that's why I have mentors and, and um, therapists and everybody that I have in my life to help navigate the waters that I'm not able to navigate on my own. Um, that's not a comfortable thing for me to even say on this podcast, but it is something that is true. It's, it's completely true. You know, so I think we, we look at these secret battles and I've talked to a lot of dads. Um, uh, I, I haven't talked to a lot of dads. I've noticed a lot of dads and I, I've talked to a few dads um, that are going through this with their kids. And I've said in an earlier podcast, I don't really hang out with, with, um, with people who aren't present and, and at least doing the best for their families that they can. And so all the, my, all of my references in regards to dads being um, here for their kids is, is from people who are, are actually showing up. So uh, I'll speak to that, not to the, the other half of the equation. And the secret battles that come up are, are we going to be okay financially? Um, is this going to put my family under? Um, it, it doesn't change the decision. It just is something that dads, that, that I think about and something that I think everybody thinks about. And, um, the first thing you think about is, is, is my family going to be okay? Is everyone going to make it? And what are our options treatment wise? And then only soon after that, you think about the finances of it. And then soon after that, you think about how hard it is. And then do you have the stamina for it and the endurance work? Because this is not something that just you take a pill and it goes away, you know, like my family had 67 weeks of treatment and then it's, it doesn't go away after that. Like it's, it's always there. You know, there's, when my son is 20, my son's four, when my son is 20, um, we'll be keeping an eye out for things that happen during radiation. And that's real. When my son is in his early to mid teens, we'll have to do things medically that are due to chemo. Um, and so even after this, this year and change of treatment, cancer doesn't go away. The risk of it goes away, and, or the risk of it becomes less, but it doesn't go away itself. You know, chemo stays in the body for years, and radiation is a, is, does some things that can be um, not obvious for 20 years. So it'll be very much part of, uh, part of our life and part of um, what actually goes through and, and that's a, that's another secret battle it's you know because we're faced now with making a decision of surgery or no surgery uh, I think we I mentioned on an earlier podcast we, we were that decision on that um, and you think about it it's like you know it's not just a decision for right now like this is a decision for the rest of his life that man that's heavy that's heavy and sometimes you have to make a hard decision that sacrifices something so that he can have the rest of his life and, and those are battles that, that we're, we're up against. You know, my wife and I are in battles, um, and battle is probably the wrong word, but you know, it's a battle for the relationship, meaning we are, we're having to fight for our marriage in, in a way that not in the way that you might think at face value, but in a way that says, you know, we, we all three sleep in basically essentially a hotel room for two months. Um, and, and so there's very little private time, you know, there's no date nights, there's no, uh, let's catch a movie. There's no, um, you know, there's none of that. You know, it's normally a, a, a dance of one person wakes up and leaves with Baxley to go to treatment. The other person works all day. And then we reconvene at about five o'clock in the, in the evening. Um, 
except on Thursdays where we both go, but that's what needs to be done. And so it's, it's not, this isn't a complaint about that, but the, 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 the secret battle is it is an immense effort to keep a good communication and a good marriage going. And, uh, you know, to remember that we are, we are still people and that my wife still needs to be hugged and kissed and hands held and um, laugh. And um, I need to allow sadness and I need to uh, make sure I understand. And, and she does too. And so that, that effort just is, has been magnified um, through this process. And, and that's, that's another element of, of battle. And it's, you know, when I go to the gym, there's part of me that feels guilty and part of me that feels the need and part of me that feels um, the relief. And the, the guilty part is, you know, I'm in here being self-serving. You know, this is only for me. Um, that's the guilty part that I can squash pretty easily. Then um, the, I know that if I go and run, I feel better afterwards and I'm, my mind is more clear and my body's energetic. And so I need to do that so that I show up better. And so even so, even something as little as that is can be a secret battle that people who are going through some serious stuff. It doesn't have to be cancer with your kid. It can be PTSD. It can be getting fired from your job. It can be uh, divorce. It can be it can be anything. There's always a secret battle going on, and you never know who you're talking to and what secret battles they've got going on with them. And I've gotten really good at not assuming that everybody's going through the same thing I'm going through when it comes to where I, where we're staying and the hospitals we're in. And um, I think I've gotten good at that just because of what I do for a living. And, and that's sort of my job is to ask questions and to help people in what they want, not in what I want them to have. And so asking questions around that has really been transformative and understanding that um, everybody's just doing their best, you know, Everybody's got all these little secret battles they're fighting, and some of them are really big, and some of them are really small, but they're all compounded into the secret battle. And being vocal about it doesn't mean, just because I acknowledge here in, on for people to hear that I have a secret battle, it doesn't fix it. It just means it's now acknowledged, which means that then I can fix it. But I think it's really important that if you're going through something, you know, like, I think it's important to acknowledge it. And then I think it's important to understand that it can be remedied and it may not be easy, but it can be remedied. You know, cancer is not easy. God, it's not easy. The hardest thing that I hope I'll ever do in my life. And I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And I don't really have enemies, but this, this sucks. It sucks. Um, and I say that as the adult going through all these secret battles. And then I look at my son and he was super excited to go to Proton today because he knows no ouchies. Daddy, just Proton today, right? Yeah, Bax, just Proton today. He goes, yay, because there's no ouchies. He just goes and anesthesia, he takes a nap, he wakes up, he gets a snack, we go to lunch. He's going to a movie today. And I'm like, why can't, why can't we hold on to that? Why can't we hold on to that where we just look at our day and go, hey, today, no ouchies. And that'd be a good day. And that, that, that'd be a day that we want to live over. You know, why do we have to compare ourselves to other people? Why do we, when, when do we learn that? When do we learn that we compare ourselves? Or when do we learn that um, we may feel not good enough? Or when do we learn that we're not the perfect body type? Or when do we learn that we're not providing in the way that society tells us we should provide for people we love? And is that okay? So for some people, it's okay, you know, and this is not, and it's not about any one type, but I think looking at what Baxley has taught me is 
his metric for the day, the way he measures his day, is if he can tell there's going to be no ouchies, he has a great day, a great day. If he knows there's going to be some ouchies, he doesn't cry necessarily, but he can, like Mondays, yesterday, we have to reaccess his port, and it doesn't necessarily hurt him because we put uh, numbing cream on, on it, and, but he just doesn't like the process. So he gets, uh, he's just like me, he gets really quiet and really retreats kind of within, um, and I'm aware of that, and so I just talk to him and ask him questions, and um, and he goes through it, and he does it, and he's fine, no problem, but he, the measure of his day is, are there no ouchies, and Mondays are always a challenging day at the beginning because he knows there's an ouchie, what he perceives as an ouchie, and then days where there's no ouchies, he just has a fantastic day for the most part if he's feeling well, um, and I'm like, wow, there's, there's a lot to be said for that kind of existence, that kind of mentality. And I think a lot of us, uh, myself included, go through life sometimes and we create our own ouchies. And we create things that cause us pain that are there. Social media is a, a big example, is that we oftentimes can get into comparison mode, comparing our life against someone else's greatest hits or comparing someone else's chapter 10 with our chapter one or comparing what really makes someone else happy with what makes us happy and thinking maybe we're doing it wrong and um, comparing someone else being having a great summer with us not having a great summer. And, and I think that's, that's a secret struggle too. But really just understand that we have to take power as people, you know, and people can see me and my son walking through a store or the movies or a mall and, they can feel sad for us because he's got a bald head and um, we're tired <laughs> and we, we look like we're on our fifth day at Disney World in the middle of July, <laughs> if that makes any sense to, uh, to you parents out there. But um, that's kind of how we look <laughs> and feel most of the time. But um, then you, get to, you, you dive in a little deeper and you realize that there's, um, there's a lot more going on and there, there's a lot of secret battles going on. There's also a lot of secret victories. There's just a, every day there's a lot of secret victories because we've just gotten good at recognizing what we need to be worried about. And um, the only thing really that kind of takes me out of my game and takes me out of um, when I need a moment, it's when there's been a string of incidents of, of events that have caused my son pain, um, meaning he's been really sick when he got the mouth sores. That was a real challenge for me because uh, I knew the mouth sores hurt. I knew anything he put in his, in his lips or in his mouth would hurt. And so he wasn't eating, which was causing him to lose weight, which was causing him to be weak, which was causing low energy. And it was just this compound effect of everything. It was a real challenge for me to um, to just fight that off. You know, other things like, you know, um, that, are, that are very simple to fight off, like my own mindset or my own comparison. But I was like, I'm pretty good at fighting those off and getting back to normal. Um, and I think we just have to recognize that, that everybody's got a secret battle they're fighting. And not every battle needs to be broadcast and not every battle needs to be this big announcement so people can help. Um, I think the best thing we can do as people is to just make ourselves available and just let people know that if you need me, I'm here. And there is no judgment. There is no assumption. There is no, I can't even promise understanding, but what I can promise is effort and listening. So... 
as luck would have it, the maintenance crew needed to get into our room here at Ronald McDonald House, so I had to take a break. But I, I think being available to people who may be fighting secret battles is that's the best gift you can give. Uh, you know, I don't think there's an answer for a lot of the a lot of the battles that we just we're faced with in the world today. I don't think there's an answer. I think we just have to try to live as happily as we can, raise our kids to be as happy as they can be. Um, and show up when we need to show up. And that's, that's, man, that's the secret sauce, I think. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard and not just showing up when it's easy, regardless of who it's for in your life, but really showing up when things are hard. For me, that's that's a measure of, of character and that's a measure of uh, relationship. And one of the things that I think a lot of people that are going through heavy things in their life is they really get a sense of, who's being real when they say I'm a friend of yours and who's being um, uh, not, not so real or maybe, maybe fair weather or, or whatever it is. And I've just had so many people show up that I, I knew were friends and that have said they were friends and they just showed up uh, in big ways and some in, in small, meaningful ways, um, both equally as important. And so I think we really just have to understand that the, the secret battles that we're all going through, there's no answer to them there. Each person is on their individual struggle in their individual path. And the best thing that we can do as people, I think, is just to make ourselves available. There you have it. Episode 16, Hug Your People. We talked about secret battles. Uh, real quick, on the Alex's Lemonade Stand Million Mile in September, we raised another $1,000 yesterday. We were almost at $2,000 um, for total uh, contribution, and we're looking to go to $15,000 by the end of September. If you want to join us on that, running, walking, biking, raising money for uh, pediatric cancer research, great cause. Maxley's Wagons, we're just trucking right, right along. We are one of the things that we've been very careful of is my wife and I can't take on another job right now, so we're doing this very organically, very slowly, very methodically, so that we don't create too much for us to do. Um, but we are making sure, I think we're at seven, we're about to do eight wagons total. It's just amazing. These families, these kids are loving the wagons. Um, it, it just really is amazing. And so that's that's sort of how we're, we're getting through it, is just um, making sure we're taking care of the people around us and, and trying as best we, we can to feel um, that we can do something more than what we're able to do. So that's that. Episode 16, hug your people. <laughs>